Yeah, I, I just figured I hit record because I just end up having a full conversation with you before we record anything, and then we have nothing to talk about. Uh, so intermittent fasting? Trying it out. Today's my first day. It's not as bad, man. It's just like, kind of remind me of making weight, man. You know, we had to starve ourselves until weigh-ins around like 2, 3 o'clock in the middle of the day and most annoying stuff. So at least we kinda, can drink. Kind of remember that. On this one, man. But oh, yeah, you, you're a big boy. You never uh, <laughs> yeah. have to make weight. Uh, so uh, I guess you have may, may have, have to make weight in a while. Uh, so just to kind of bring people up to speed, uh, we're in the team together in like 08, 09 or something. Uh, then you turned professional, had about how many fights? How many pro fights? Had 15 pro fights, 13, one and one. 13, one and one. And then, uh, then you had a, uh, detached retina situation. Yeah. Yeah, I, had, I had five eye surgeries. Every time I thought about making a comeback, my retina detached again, just the thought of it. No punches <laughs> or nothing ever how, happened. How, how, how did, how does one detach the retina? For me, it was genetics, but the doctor told me that it was going to happen when I got a lot older, but then my profession triggered it off, made it happen quicker yeah. than normal, man. Well, I would say it, it goes uh, along with who you are because you've always been known as the old guy on the team, even in your early <laughs> 20s. <laughs> Call a woman Sugarfoot and using coupons. <laughs> coupon, uh, coupon but, book. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, you did something something great because you you were a boxer. You uh, turned pro, was making a good career for yourself, but then had to switch directions, and you moved into the direction of uh, personal training, opened up your own gym. Uh, when did you officially first open your gym? All right, so it's um, while I was boxing and training. You know, boxing is a poor man's sport. I wasn't getting the big bucks until you make it to that next level. So I was doing personal training on the side, and I built up a little a little nice clientele. But then um, once I retired, man, I was uh, working for some other boxing gyms and stuff like that. And I was watching how they ran a gym and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what, man, I I can own my own gym. If this person doing it like this and being successful at it, and I've done a lot more than this person in, you know, um, in a boxing game and stuff like that. And I and I communicate with people a lot better and stuff like that. Not saying that I'm better or anything, but I figured that you know what, man, let me. Let me give myself a shot and open up a gym. And so then 2016, man, I decided to basically go into what you have. I decided to open my own gym. I, I, I like that because uh, so many times people say, oh, man, that dude's trash. I could do that better. And everyone talks about what they can do better than other people, but they've never attempted it themselves. I like that. Exactly. You saw someone doing something and you respectfully said, I can do better than that. And, <laughs> yeah. and you went about doing it the right way. You didn't just, you know, you didn't have boxing equipment in the back of your Trunky a car doing stuff just in random places like you got a real facility. So, uh, where are you now? Right now, man, I'm in Allen, Texas, man, um, a city outside of Dallas, North Dallas. And man, it's a really, really good um, location, man. And I have a gym is inside of a 17,000 square foot facility, man, where we got full weight equipment. And we got a in my boxing gym, I went from what eight bags and now I got about 30 bags and stuff man it's been it's been four years and so man I've I've grown a lot man I've I've learned how to become a really really good businessman so many ups and downs but uh right now where I'm at now I'm, I'm at a good place right now man nice uh I I myself uh did every every boxer 
uh, has done boxing fitness and stuff to just kind of pay their bills as they continue to box. Uh, what advice would you give somebody who wanted to start like a side hustle to continue their career while they're boxing just to make some money? How, how would they go about do, following your blueprint? Man, just uh, really just step outside your comfort zone, man, and uh, just go for it. You've worked your butt off for your entire life damn near. You might as well get paid for it, you know, for on the outside of it because you can't box forever. So use your your abilities. Use your um, – what's that word? Use all the the stuff you work so hard for, all your, uh, your, your profession and stuff like that. You, you know, the – can't think of the word right now, but <laughs> well, you're old, Tony. I'm you're old, old, but uh, use everything that you 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 worked for your entire all your life. knowledge, experience. Yeah, all your experience, I guess, like all your experience, and and put it to work, man. And uh, but make sure that you communicate with people really, really well, man. Just make sure you put your ego aside and just love on people, and that's that's gonna be the key to your success. And just you know your stuff already. Just make sure you communicate well with people and understand that. Um, you are you you you're a great craftsman of what you do, but understand that the customer is the boss, man. You know, so you gotta you gotta you gotta put your ego to a side and and understand that look, this person, yeah. I guess what boxing was all about you. <laughs> boxing is exactly. about you when you gonna work out, what you gonna do, the songs that you like, and yes, when you become the trainer, you see how annoying people like you were. Yeah, they, you know, when people they could be savage, they could be. Um, just hard to deal with, but you gotta understand that look, people, this, these are the people that's gonna pay your bills. These are the people that's gonna get the car you want, get the house you want. These are the people that's gonna put your kids through college and stuff like that. So your your customer, even though you work for your own, you work for yourself, your customer is your boss. So you gotta learn how to respect your customer no matter what, no matter what type of person it is or anything. You have to respect the customer. And that was the biggest thing I learned going into the fitness, like being a business owner, because people always got something to say. You got to just accept it. Like, okay, understand and move on. Take what they said and use it if it's beneficial or not. Move on. But right now, just got to understand that, you know, people pay you bills. So you have, you have to respect the customer. That's my biggest, that's my biggest uh, takeaway take from that, yeah. man. Uh, I know, like, so in, in speaking, I would, you know, I booked a bunch of gigs. I was always driving, always working, always hustling because I took that boxing like work ethic and mentality and applied it towards speaking. Now, would you say boxing was more exhausting than owning your own business or vice versa? Mm, that's a good, that's a really good question, man. Nothing's as tough as boxing because that's just tough. But owning your own business is equal because it's, it's very stressful. Because you don't know if you're going to succeed. You don't know if you're going to fail. You do not know the outcome of owning your own business. You don't know. You just uh, explain boxing. As <laughs> <laughs> I said, it's real similar. Like, you just not get punched in the mouth. But your, your mental is just taking a lot of damage because um, it's, it's really stressful, man. Because you just don't know. Like, what if this, what if, no, what if nobody show up? What if nobody understand what you're teaching? What if... What if you're a terrible teacher? What if you? What if nobody respect you? What if nobody respect your thoughts? What if nobody take you serious? Or, or what if? What if you pour all your money, your time, your love, your energy into a business, and then a pandemic happens? Exactly, like right now, and so that's a lot. Like a lot of business owners, a lot of gyms is like really seeing the bad part of this. But um, 
now that you say that, man, I just got to thank my clients and thank all my members for being loyal and consistent for helping us be successful during this pandemic. Like not everybody stayed, but a lot of our members decided to keep their membership and just froze their membership at a time, but still just paid a little bit and um, just, just, just support. Keep the lights on. And that's, that's awesome because they're no longer customers at that point. They're part of the gym family. They, they, uh, that's a family, man. And so I, I, see, I see you on, on, on parking lot roofs or something, always <laughs> like working out. I see your, 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 your Zoom or, or Skype class with all these different workouts. Uh, how has, how has uh, online workout, how, how has these online workouts uh, been treating you as a business owner? And do you see yourself, even when things go back to normal, do you see yourself still uh, using the online model? I've always wanted to do the online model. I just was always scared to do it. I was just, I'm not scared, but I was just uncertain to do it, you know, because I see a lot of these crazy in shape online people that you got to be perfect and their careers don't look good. I'm like, dang, do I have that? But who knows, but you you know, a pandemic could bring the best out of you because it make you do things that you was afraid to do because you got to step outside your comfort zone and, and get it done or you won't be able to survive. So, this pandemic made me step outside my comfort zone and do it because I had to do it. And so now I realize, oh crap, it's not that hard. And I'm being successful at it with people and I have a good following doing it as well. And so um, it's just another part of the game now, man. Just, another another hustle? Another another hustle, man. And it's I'm really enjoying it, man. I'm really enjoying doing the online classes and the online- Less early mornings? Early mornings, man. So you still, so the thing is about this, pandemic is that you don't want to have to play catch up when all this is over with. You might as well continue to stay in the game and continue to stay on your schedule, but do different things outside your, your schedule. But you don't want to big experience that once it's all over with, you got to play catch up. But right now, T-Mac Elite and Jim, we're not playing catch up. We, 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 we staying ahead of the game and this we implement stuff that we should have been doing in the beginning, but we getting it done now. And now it's part of our regimen now. So we're going to, so once the gym open back up Monday, we're going to, um, Oh, so gym's opening back up on Monday. Class. So gym open up uh, back up Monday and we still going to we put the schedule together where we still going to do our online classes. We're going to do two live classes. We're going to do a, um, a boxing fundamental class. Even I created a brand new app. I put the link. Hopefully. At the oh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw the link in the description. Hey started, man, I'm all about promoting. <laughs> we started a, uh, at home, uh, app workout. And so, uh, yeah, man. So this is what I always wanted to do. Now we we getting it done. Yes. So uh, what what do you think? Because I'm not sure uh, the way the environment is going to be when things go back to normal. But uh, what do you foresee happening with with the gym opening up? Do you see people coming back to the gym right away, or do you see people going to be a little more hesitant and rely more on the online workouts? Both, because we still have people that have a couple of clients that saying that you know, it's Tony, I'm not gonna come back then my wife don't want me to come back they might want to come back with their family members not want me to come back so yeah. it's gonna be a lot of strict guidelines going back into the gyms they say for instance uh when it comes we can't have no more than 10 people in the class so we got to break our class down in 30 minute increments and stuff like that and uh make sure that only 10 people come and just every 30 minutes just switch out the class and stuff like that so i think that um a lot of people going to be eager to come back and a lot of people is not going to be eager to come back so we got to really switch things up so every two weeks we're going to keep reassessing things and just see how it go man so hopefully um hopefully we get a lot of people come back because you know we do need to keep the gym open but at the same time we need people you know just, we, we got to follow the right precautions to make sure that so, so no community gloves back. say it again no community gloves 
No, oh, that's I already put the gloves <laughs> up and hit them already. No community gloves, no hand wraps. I'm not even wrapping hands. I'm gonna have a video plan up there how to watch, how to wrap Brilliant. your hands and stuff like that. I'm gonna have look. You gotta follow the guy. I'm not touching. I'm gonna wear. I'm gonna be wearing gloves the whole time. And when I'm holding mitts for my fighters and clients, I'm wearing a mask and I gotta make sure my fighters and stuff wear a long sleeve shirt. I don't want none of your sweat flinging in my face. I don't want none of that spit going in my face. So I gotta wear masks. So. You get your lungs up. So we got to take the right precaution and uh, be real smart with opening up, man. So Dope. I'm excited about opening it up, but at the same time, we got to gotta have wisdom, man. We got we to gotta, we gotta do things right. Awesome, awesome. Uh, and do you – I know you have uh, a couple UFC fighters and some prof- professional fighters. Do you see uh, them having any, any professional fights anytime soon? You know, Dana Whiteman just had his first UFC fight last week. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, and I'm yeah, – so. I, did did you did you watch any of it? I watched a little bit of it. I watched a little bit of okay. it, and um, I got two UFC active fighters right now, so they can get their name called at any moment. So, oh, yeah, that's and that's awesome. Kevin, uh, my, one of my boxers, Ernesto, he could be he get his name called any moment now. So, so now that we showed that Dana White method works with no crowd and stuff like that, and it was successful. Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I, they, man, do you see like in the gym when dudes are sparring? There's like it seems more intense and more real than a fight, like, and I used to think it was because maybe you take more chances in sparring and and you'll throw harder shots in sparring you because there's less to lose, but I realized when I like UFC better without a crowd because I like when you land a punch and you can hear it, yeah, it, it hit different. And after like because after the fight, everyone wants to wants to hear the winner. They want to hear what they have to say. They want to hear the trash talk. Uh I can't remember the guy's name. The, the, the strongest dude, Ugala or something, uh, Joe Rogan was interviewing him, and he was just, it was silent. And he was yeah. able to have a real conversation, conversation. with him. He <laughs> was a little out of breath, but I enjoyed yeah. that so much more than, than normal. So I think with boxing, hearing, hearing a, a, a body shot, that is oh. going to be so much more real. And, great. and I feel like I would thrive better in, in a gym environment because I'm Mr. Spar a lot. You you made a good point, man, because in the gym, man, you're more focused because you don't have nobody in there screaming and throwing, screaming out combinations and stuff you, you don't even want to throw. You're like, oh, they're up a couple. Like, yo, I can't throw that up a couple times. <laughs> I, that happened a couple times. But when you're in the gym, when it's silent, man, you get to really just focus. You only get to hear that one voice you, you normally used to hearing, and that's their coach. And I think that's going to be a good thing for the new – The new generation of – The new generation of – until we get this thing over with, you know. I think that's going to be a good thing because you get to hear your coach. You get to actually pay attention and stay focused and, and hear the openings that you don't see, you know? So, Actually, now, if, now that I think about it, imagine how great it would be to have uh, a boxing card done remotely. Like, you have one fight scheduled at 7 p.m. In, in Dallas, Texas, another fight in, let's say, Kansas City at 8 p.m., and you can have the same kind of setup, same camera yeah. and everything, so it doesn't even look like it's in a different location. I think that's a dope idea. Yeah, that that way so other people so can be in many cards. So how would they? How would the promoters and how would all the people that make their money selling tickets and stuff? How would that work? Do you, do you just gotta really just go all on, on like straight, just promote your butt off on uh? On no, TV I mean, and stuff? it's crazy. How do you, I think it would be just there's no more TV. TV's stupid. TV's for old people. As soon as these old people pass away, TV will be officially done. 
So, like, no offense, Tony. I know you're old. <laughs> 80, 90. Got old soul. Like, Look at all the great, man. <laughs> oh, you grow. Old soul, man. Bro, when, once my dreads start to gray out and I salt and pepper, <laughs> I bring some salt and pepper to the game, I can't wait. Oh, man. It's going to be good. No, I, I think uh, it's going to be – I think it will be an easy transition. I see them uh, – all you can do is just at the top right corner instead of, like, where they usually have top rank – Put like Nike logo or something, a sponsorship mm-hmm. there. Uh, UFC was very innovative when it came to sponsorships years ago before the Reebok deal. Because dudes would come out with, you know, those temporary tattoos. They'll have the Tap banners. All that, stuff. all that stuff. So, trust me, fighters, and you call boxing a poor man's sport. I think all fight for, sports are mostly like that. They are, poor people are the most resourceful people in the world. They're going to find mm-hmm. a way. Because yeah, I know dudes man. who are pulling hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of sponsorships for fights they were only getting paid five thousand dollars for. Exactly. Very so I, I see I see sponsorships being easy. I mean, if NASCAR can sponsor, all they do is drive a car with the logos on the car, <laughs> and no one gives a second thought about it. So yeah. I, I see the UFC in boxing being able to do something real good, something innovative, and with technology and with the utilization of all these apps, uh, I see it happening. Sorry, somebody called me. Oh, no, it's all good. We got to see you and your beautiful wife. (laughs) (laughs) Picture came up. Uh, But, yeah, let's wrap this up. But I just want to say good luck with with everything and let me know uh, how how things go on Monday when the gym opens back up. I got you, man. We'll do. I'm I'm excited, man. Thank you for having me, Cam. It's always a pleasure talking to you, man. We had so much fun growing up in the the amateur ranks and then professional, man. We had some fun, bro. So and many, many, a lot of fun in Dallas as well. Fun in Dallas, man. Hey, it be, hey, memories, man. <laughs> yeah, and let's leave them as memories. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> All right, baby. Love you. I love you too, fam. Take care. Peace.